0: Hi, and thank you for tuning into the Campus Rush Podcast. We know that this episode today is gonna to bless your life and take your vision to the next level. We hope that you can share it, subscribe, and be a part of what God is doing right here at Carlton University around the world at Campus Rush. Jesus, Jesus. The Bible says blind Bartimaeus <laughs> was blind. I don't know if anybody has ever called you a name before. <laughs> Desperate Diana or, you know, Thirsty Tracy, I don't know. But this man's name was Blind Bartimaeus. The Bible says that he heard that Jesus was coming by. You see, our problem as millennial, young, adult Christians is that we have not developed an appetite of spirituality enough to know when Jesus is passing by. (laughs) We wait for signs and wonders, but what if Jesus wants to come like a still small voice? It's in those moments that we speak louder, and we don't hear when he's already spoken. So blind Bartimaeus begins to cry out. He says, son of David, have mercy on me. You see, I love the fact that he's a son of David. He doesn't even tell him son of Joseph. No, 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 no. He goes back down to the roots of Jesus and says, I know you are the son of David because son of David means that you are the chosen one. So I recognize not who you are by natural selection, but I recognize who you are by supernatural order. Son of David. That means I've traced it back through rehab. <laughs> I've traced it all the way back to know that your history to come here was a mighty long way, so I'm calling you back. That means that I'm calling you by who you are supernaturally and not just by who you are naturally. So he says, Son of David, somebody shout, Son of David. You know, by saying son of David, what you're actually saying is God, come and work now. Because I know, Jesus, you are not just a natural man, you are 100% God and 100% man. So I activate the God part of you, Jesus. I know you don't want to do a miracle like it says in John 2, but if I pull you, you will turn my water into wine. I don't know if somebody needs their water to turn to wine here. Someone shout, Jesus. Jesus. So, 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 what happens is blind Bartimaeus and this is begins to cry out he says son of David have mercy on me son of David have mercy on me and you know what happens? Pastor David people begin to tell him to shut the heck up people are saying you're way too loud for our liking lower your voice lower your tone and blind Bartimaeus you know what he does? he cries louder do you know what type of, 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 of authority and belief and strength you must have in a man and in a supernatural God to know that despite the fact that people are telling you to be quiet, you still shout the louder. I'm coming. So people look at him and people begin to tell him to be quiet It's because many people don't understand what you need from God. It's those that don't get it that try to tell you to be quiet. But if I can just implore you tonight that even when the crowds are going against you and saying you need to shut up you should not be talking right now you should not be praising right now they look at you and they say you're blind they look at you and say but you're broke they look at you and say but you were in the club yesterday they look at you and say you're nothing they look at you and say they stomp on you they say you can never amount to anything but yet still blind Bartimaeus that means people knew him because he was blind by his condition and he says that even though men see me by my condition God calls me by my solution oh my God God. oh my God oh my God people may look at you by your condition but God sees your solution I wish I had a church here tonight that would be in a cry out to Jesus the author and the Finisher, the author and the finisher of our faith his name is Jesus the one who is and is to come the mighty man of war the mighty man in battle So why are you so hype? Because I know what it's like to walk through the valley, the shadow of death. You see, just stand right where you are. Everybody can be on their feet. Let's be on our feet. This is the message. Walking through the valley, the shadow of death, we've been in Psalms 23, we've been studying the Good Shepherd. Walking through the valley of the shadow of death, a valley is a low point between what? Two high points, okay? A valley is a low point between what? Two high points. So if this is a mountaintop, and this is another mountaintop, then it means that this is what? Great. Now, the Bible says that even though... I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Now you have to understand the scripture through the context of Psalms 23. Understand that the top of the scripture says that the Lord is my shepherd. That means that it's a personal thing. That means that David's saying, God, you are mine. You're mine. You belong to me. I belong to you. There is no separation. You are my shepherd. You are my shepherd. So everything after that is talking from a perspective of God leading him. Lord, you are my shepherd. So if God is your shepherd, why would God lead you through a valley? Oh, God. Blind Bartimaeus was blind. What's your condition? So, two high points, one low point. Now, do you know what it means to go to a valley? A valley is not just the supernatural, walking on air. I wish I could walk on air like this and just walk to the other side. But you can't. In order to go through the valley, you must go lower. Now, this is the hardest part for a lot of believers is that because you're going through the valley mind you the bible says you're going through the valley you're not staying in the valley you're not making your bed in the valley you're going through the valley this is a word for somebody you're not going to be in your situation very long i see uh, i see almost by 21 days i don't know why but i see prophetically in 21 days whatever valley you're going through you are about to come out victorious somebody shout yes and so, just, just be standing I'm almost done. so he goes through the valley so in order for you to go through the valley it means you must lower yourself now this is the most difficult thing because some of us, we have so much accolades we have so much honor on our names we've done so many great things we, we've served so much, we've done so much we don't know how God can you lead us to the valley I said, God is leading you to the valley it's not that you've chosen it yourself but God is leading you it's by his divine hand and his divine choice that he's leading you in the valley It says he's leading you. So that means that you must lower yourself and go in the valley. And as you go through the valley... These are the times where you feel like dying. These are the times you feel like giving up. These are the times you don't want to make it. These are the times that you pray and you sow and you praise and you worship and God is still not answering. These are the times that you feel as though God has left you. But the Bible says, even though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. Even in the valley, you are with me. Even in my storm, you are with me. Can I prophesy to somebody who actually wants to be here tonight and tell you that even though you're in the valley God is still with you even though you're in the storm God is still with you the Bible says God told Noah go inside the ark and slam the door shut he says bring two of each animal take your family go inside the ark and slam yourself in I think that God is slamming some people in themselves tonight what does that mean that means that God is protecting you from the storm it's not the absence of the storm but it's protection in the storm hey oh I'm preaching better than you're clapping right now now Theologically, this is the most craziest part about it, Pastor Oba. It says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow, shadow, shadow of death. Shadow of death doesn't mean that it is death itself, but it's a shadow of it. Now, theologians would like to say this. They would like to say that Jesus Christ knows all things and did all things. So he took on death. He took on death for our sake. He died so that we could be whole. So what does that mean theologically? That means that as you're going through the valley, you have Jesus as the shadow of death. Hey, huh. you'll get that when you get home you'll get that when you get home a lot of people think that it's oh my gosh like I'm going to go to a situation but I'm not going to get there no 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 it means that you're going to see the victory in the death you're going to see What does that mean? That means that even though Jesus died on Friday by Sunday morning, the stone was rolled away. And there he was, the stone was rolled away and the tomb was empty. It means that even though you may go through the valley on Friday, I see another rising on Sunday. I see another mountain. I see another mountain. I see I see another mountain coming because the valley is the low point between two The valley is the low point between, now get this, that in every valley there is water. So if I'm at the high point, and I want to get to another high point, you know, my mind would tell me that in the lowest point, there should be no, uh, there should be no provision. There there should be no water. But how about I I, I just submit this to you tonight, that sometimes God needs to lower you to give you what you need. Oh. No, no, don't clap. I don't like pity clap. Listen, I said God sometimes has to lower. Do you know what it means to be lowered? It means that you have to be like Job, where God says, Satan, have you seen my servant Job? He is upright. He he is spotless. He is sinless. You can do everything. Just don't kill him. You Know what that means? That means that God saw another lifting for Job. But there was a valley there was a valley, there there was a valley the Lord is my shepherd, but yes there was a valley so the Lord guided me, yes the Lord brought you there, but God is in my troubles, yes he's in my trouble, the shadow of death, he's there he's there, he lowered me to give me water he lowered me to take care of me some of you guys, your problem is that you don't want to be lowered, but how can you receive if you're not lowered, God says you must go through the valley of the shadow of death, you must go through So you're through when you receive your water. Now you're on the lifting. Oh my gosh, can I prophesy to you tonight that that you are on the lifting. You you are on the lifting. You are on the lifting. You are getting back on the mountaintop. I see about five people in this place. Matter of fact, can I prophesy to 45 of you? I see that God is bringing another lifting into your life. Another miracle is about to get there. Another breakthrough is getting into you. I prophesy to you. If you can receive it in this building, I see God giving you a miracle. A miracle that will let your family marvel a miracle that even this nation will marvel I see God ripping open the heavens and I see him pouring out blessings that you don't have room to contain it I dare you to slap your hands together and shout yes the Bible says your rod and your staff they comfort me the rod and the staff they comfort me that means that God Even though you discipline me, you love me. Even though you're hard on me, you love me. Even though you correct me, you love me. The rod is to slap. The rod is to hit because the sheep have just an instinct to go off and become, go off stray. And so the rod is to bring them and whip them back so that the moment they go off, if they go off, the shepherd would take them, take their leg and hit them and make sure that their leg breaks. them on the shoulder so when he brings them back they will never want to go astray because every time they try they will begin to remember that oh my gosh I have a little limp in my leg I have something in my leg you see God has been merciful to you some of you guys are not grateful enough to praise God for the mercies he's shown to you do you know you could have died today but you're still do you know that you could have lost your mind at work today looking at the computer and You see, in daisies. Yet God was merciful. Oh my gosh. He corrected you to bless you. He corrected you to lift you. He disciplined you so he can lift you. He lowered you so he can raise you. He took you out so he can lift you up he took you down so he could sow something in you when a seed is going into the ground the only next thing after it is once the roots are developed that the, 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 the tree begins to sprout above the ground that means that the lower you are the more God has an opportunity to connect the roots and connect the dots so the moment water and sunshine come upon that thing the next thing will be the tree that sprouts up and once the tree sprouts up the next thing is that the fruit is now there for all to enjoy some people may not see you in the seed form some people may malign you in the seed form but the seed is all a part of the valley it must go from above the ground to beneath the ground and once the seed is underneath it's only a matter of time before the tree begins to sprout oh my god and once the tree begins to sprout the fruits begin to develop and I prophesy that 60 of you your fruits are just ripe your fruits are ripe the world is about to eat of that which god has placed on the inside of you slap three people say your fruits are ripe tell them so your fruits are ripe your fruits are ripe stay standing we're finishing this next one next one next one let's just finish this off this is our last day of this series next one verse five verse five quickly can you read this with me one two three and go You know what that means? That means that as your enemies are befitting you, God is preparing the table. (laughs) Let me say that again for the people in the back. That means that as your enemies are playing with you, as your enemies are trying to destroy you on Instagram, as they're putting up posts and they're putting up subliminal tweets on Twitter, what God is doing is that he's preparing a table. Even before you arrive, the table is prepared. That means that God has to know what he's doing. When he releases enemies towards you, you have to understand, watch this. When God releases enemies towards you, it's the signal that he's ready to prepare the white linen and the cloth. It's a signal that he's preparing the food in the kitchen. It's a, si- oh my God, who is this word for? It's a symbol. He's just getting started he's just getting ready so don't show off your enemies you need to sit with them at the table it's about time that the world begins to know that there is a bombing Gilead hey my God prepares God prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Can I just dwell there for a little bit? That also means this. That also means that not only has he had the table in mind as he was releasing your enemies, but it means that as he's preparing the table, he's allowing your enemies to see God prepare the table. That means that he's allowing the people who hate you to not know what to do, but to only see God lift you and lift you and lift you. And they can't stop it, but they just see God lifting you. Somebody shout, hi, hater. Do you know why you're shouting that? It's because God is already preparing the table and they can already see it. Even if you don't know, some of them are watching on live stream right now. Some of them are tuning in wherever the world because they want to see how can this church be lifted? They should have crashed years ago. Why is this movement still going on? It's because God is preparing the table and he needs you to watch it. Yes, you, I'm talking to you through that glass screen. God needs you to watch what God is doing. He needs you to know that this movement is not dying. It's just getting strong. We are not dying. We are just going higher. Come on, somebody give God praise. It says, "You anoint." Read that live with me. One, two, three, and go. Uh-huh. We're referring to the sheep and the shepherd. The reason why the shepherd needs to anoint the sheep with oil is because oil was used as a substance and still is for for flies and for insects to not find a home on the head of the sheep. What happens is sheep have no way of cleaning off when the and clearing off when the bugs and the insects come around and the pest and all this all the pests and the stuff that come onto their head. And what happens, Pastor Oba, is that once all the insects come onto their head, because it irritates them so much, it even goes to the brain and begins to mess with their thinking because there's so many maggots and things on their head. So what happens is because they want to relieve themselves of it so much, I'm talking about the sheep, what happens is they begin to move their neck like this. And many of them, when they move their neck, they break their neck and they die. So, what God says that. I anoint your head with oil there's a reason why he didn't anoint your feet there's a reason why he didn't anoint your hands there's a reason why he didn't anoint your nose there's a reason why he anointed your head what he's saying is every pestilence every demonic force that wants to come against you come against your life he's pleading the oil he's bringing the oil around it so that no animal will be able to have access to that which gives you strength your oil i prophesy to you no demon shall be able to get into your mind nobody shall have your ear i wish I had a church. Y'all sleeping on me. Where's my church tonight? I prophesy that every demonic eye that has been opened, 21 demonic eyes from around the world that have been opened towards your life, we blind them in the name of Jesus. We blind them in the name of Jesus. Every demonic pressure, every demonic suicide, every demonic mental activity, we Rebuke you in the name of Jesus. We say that your effect is null and void, it amounts to nothing. Why? Because the shepherd has decided to wrap our head with oil. To wrap our head with oil, I see a new oil coming upon your head, I see a new anointing resting upon your life. It says, What that my cup runs, sitting that my cup runs my cup runs you will have more than enough do you know what a good problem is to have when you have too many cars for the amount of parking space you have (laughs) some people didn't get that I was prophesying that that would be your problem (laughs) why are they being so calm why because we're, to men, we're meant to enjoy life here here on earth I don't know about you but we are told to enjoy life go to John ten ten amplified version for the thief comes to kill steal and destroy but I have come who Jesus I have come that you may have life and life in abundance to the overflow overflow of life and an overflow of your cup there was a correlation that <laughs> hey hey the devil is in trouble tonight i said your cup will run over tonight you will have more than enough. for some of you you go home and you look at your fridge and you're like jesus how would this fridge be full i prophesy a day is coming that even the chicken you buy will spoil because you don't have enough room in your fridge in your freezer you don't have enough room you don't have enough room somebody just 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 go like this say, say god is enlarging my territory prophesy Shout and say, "God is enlarging my territory." Hey, my God, my God! For some of you, go home, go online, find a house that you want in the future, print it out, post it on your window, post it on your bed head, on whatever is it, bed head? Is that a bed rest, bed, whatever, whatever? Bed rest, head rest, cool. That's how you know my mom does all that stuff. Headrest, post it there. when you wake up in the morning, look at it and say, God, that is a symbol of my cup running over. My cup running over. And don't go get a regular household. Print off a house that has a pool house. Print off a house that has guest quarters. Because if your cup is supposed to overflow, that means that one house, one building is not enough. <laughs> oh, I thought you would rejoice in this place. God is getting ready to lift some people. Go back to my verse, let's finish off, let's finish off the psalm, okay? Let's finish off the psalm. Take me to where I am I'll go to the next one. Verse six, we're, only, we're done here, we're done here. It says, read this with me, one, two, three, and go. come on you can rejoice you know what that means goodness and mercy <laughs> do you know that when you walk into the interview it's not one of you it's three of you Is <laughs> you goodness and mercy so when you go, tell them, hey, no, 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 it's not a party for one, it's a party for three. It's me plus goodness and mercy. God rose in threes. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. God rose in three. The stone was rolled away on Sunday, which means there was a Friday, Saturday, and a Sunday. God rose in threes. That means that it's not just me, but it's me, goodness, and And they follow me all the days of my life. That means that when I wake up in the morning, the goodness has to give me a report of what goodness is going to do today. And when I wake up in the morning, mercy has to give me a report of what mercy is going to do today. And you know what the good thing about God is? Is that when you wake up in the morning, sometimes he sends goodness ahead of you. And sends mercies ahead of you. Can I preach like how I feel it? Somebody shout, yeah! Goodness and mercy, they don't, they don't just follow you. They, they follow you so that you can give them directives for the day. That's why we have to pray between 12 midnight and 1 a.m. We have to break the dawn because before you wake up, goodness must know what to do. And mercy must know what to do. So by the time you walk, everything you walk is already calculated by God. I mean, you woke up the that day, you were supposed to get into an accident. But what happened is that goodness came. And goodness told you, don't go to that place today. There is somewhere better for you to go. Goodness protected you. And then what happened is that when you were going and you're walking your life and you miss it. And you should have done something that God says, why did you do that? Mercy comes and mercy says, I know Lord that you wanted your servant to do that. But you have given that servant two things, goodness and mercy. So I'm speaking on behalf of my client. And I'm telling you, Lord, mercy. Let mercy speak. Let mercy speak. Someone shout mercy! You shouldn't have made it, but yet mercy helped you, and mercy helped you close. See, that's somebody that understands what's happening in this moment. There's prophetic decrees being released. You better get something in your hand and show it on this altar. There is something that is being released in this atmosphere. Goodness and mercies are following you all the days of your life. And the Bible says what? And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God. Nobody can move you from where God has positioned you. Nobody can move you from where God has positioned you. All the days of your life. Not Monday through Wednesday, not 25 to 30, not 18 to 40, all the days of your life. Not only will goodness and mercies follow you, but you have a position. You not only a position, you have a duty. That's to dwell. That's to dwell. Thank you for tuning in to the Campus Rush Podcast. If you enjoyed this message and want to partner with us, visit us at www campusrush.org to become a global partner or to partner with us in giving.